what should I gain from his reward? I cannot give an answer. But this I know with all my heart. Mm -hmm. They don't like us facts are facts, aren't they? Facts are facts. When I do my Bible study in the morning, I take a verse of scripture, or two verses max, and the first thing I do is I list the facts. What am I reading? I list the facts, and from those facts I draw out what I hope God is going to speak to me through the Spirit. Obviously my facts might be different to your facts. God speaks to us in different ways. But facts are facts. facts. And you know that you know that you know that he's ransomed you this morning. Did you get a taste when we're worshiping together? Have you been tasting God this morning? Have you been tasting God this morning? And I want to just look at a few verses. From Psalm 132, verses 2 to 5. Basically, I suppose, it's, it's a, a message basically to sort of leave, as I now contemplate on leaving someone else to come in. Um, I just want to draw on this message because obviously I and I are now seriously, seriously thinking on things that we want to put into our own lives now. And, and as I thought about this, you know, we're living in different times, but the message is the same. The message that we've got to give to people is the same. And we are living in very, very different times. But we have the same vision no matter on what continent you are, no matter on where you are living. The message is still the same. And in Psalm 132, this is what I love about this psalm. It's, I'm going to read from the message. Believe me, I get tied up with King James. I'm not a thou or a thee person. Uh, uh, seriously, uh, that's for you old people. Uh, I'm very much in the young. I'm very much in the young. I'm, I'm like them too. I'm in the group. I'm in the. I'm in, I'm in the message. I'm in the. This is what it says, and it says this: Oh God, remember David. Remember all his troubles. Remember how he promised God, and how he made a vow to the God. He says, I'm not going home. I'm not going to bed. I'm not going to sleep. Nor even take time to rest until I find a home for God. Here was a man totally and utterly committed with a vision that he wanted people to come together to a place of worship where they could sing, worship, and praise the God that David loved so much. He was a man who, who had a vision. And he had a vision to bring everyone standing around, to bring them to Jerusalem, and build this magnificent place for God, where people could worship. So devoted and committed was he that he said, I'm not going to bed. I don't believe he meant that. I draw facts. I don't believe he didn't go to bed. I believe his heart was actually saying, I can have no rest, no rest until I accomplish a place where my God can be worshipped and praised. And I believe it's the same here. I'm leaving. But I believe it's exactly the same thing here. I believe we need to create a place in here where God 
worshipped. We live in different times from David, but the vision is the same. I'm not going home. I'm not going to bed. I'm not going to sleep. Until I find, and this is for you, Christine, which is in the bar, not even to take time to rest. I think that fits in Christine very nicely. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I'm not even going to take time to rest. I'm just going to get on with it. Yeah. You know, I want to thank people for coming out yesterday. And, uh, there were some people who came to help, but all she did was do this. I thought she was sunbathing. She was supposed to be our nurse. Uh, she didn't get any calls. Uh, so we thank God she didn't get any calls. Uh, but thank you, Anna, gave up a time near the time when she had rest. Christine and I were we were running around the fries, and Paul and I were doing little games and trying to rest. But some of us were just, just, just. And you know what was exciting about it? And we had a, we had a wash up last night when you, you, most people left. Uh, I'm going to talk about that, and I'm going to talk about the fun day this morning. But you got this laid on my heart. You know, I am on my way. Um, and uh, I think I'm accelerating my time, I've been lying now, I think really I'm accelerating my time. And uh, the thing that God says, listen, you are living in different times. The pandemic has done something to us. But we've got to now move on. Mm. We cannot stay standing no longer, we've got to move on. Mm. And I want to tell you as I'm walking around this... Don't sidetrack off the message, but let's sidetrack the message for a moment. As I walked around the field yesterday, there were people talking to me and just saying, Oh, it's so long since I've seen you. Do you remember me? Well, I didn't remember the names. <laughs> but fortunately, she had a, a home to her name on her bracelet. So I called her on a bed all day. So I'm just hoping. And she was saying, Do you know, I miss, I miss, she said, the tots and toddlers. I miss it, she said. It wasn't Annabelle. Her girl was about six foot two. She was only about three years old. Mum's never seen a girl so big. Oh my life! Is that true, Ruth? Uh, Jack, um, yes. yes. Anyway, I think my name was Annabelle. Well, she had Annabelle written down here. But she sat down with me for 20 minutes as we talked reminisce some and some things that I, I want to say this morning because I made some huge contacts yesterday walking around the field and I don't know whether you know but our name is still known in this community and people are still asking questions I'm going to say and are we going to be like David are we going to say I'm not going home I'm not going to bed I'm not going to sleep I'm not taking time to rest until I've got a place for God here where people worship where people can come here and experience the power of the loving God because the fact is that God loves every human being on planet Earth. And I went into a lady over there and she said to me, Oh, what do you do? And I said, I'm the pastor of this old church. She said, I'm an immigration officer. Although I don't be proud of what that looks <laughs> And she said, What's this A21 you're talking about? I said, A21 is, should be something that's on your heart too. Because we want to free people from slavery. We want to abolish slavery in this, I said, in Birmingham. Not just about in the world, so I said, we've been raising funds, and thank you. £200 was raised yesterday, just on case. Come on, glory to God. Just little fairy cakes. Because that was the word people kept saying, fairy cakes. I hid the carrot cake for us this morning. Okay. <laughs> Christine thought that she had just forgot about it. <laughs> <laughs> Carrot cake. 
Yes, no, well, okay. It's asking if I've fallen. I'm okay. I did not fall. It's a wonderful message. Uh, but anyway, what I'm saying to you is this. And she said, you have got a heart, she said, for, for eight, twenty months of slavery. I said, well, heart for it, because God's got a heart for it. God's got a heart for it. We've got, we've got to have a heart and a passion. I get up my message just now because my whole message theme is on Matthew 28. Go here into all the world. And preach God. Or the good news. But don't make Christians. That's not what he said. Do not make Christians. To go into all the world, tell them the good news, and make disciples. I don't want you to make followers of Jesus. That's what I want you to do. Make followers of Jesus. Well, how do I know followers of Jesus? Because he goes on to say, teach them whatever I've commanded you to do. I believe it. But the mandate stays the same. We've got to make followers of Jesus. And you've got our heart for the lost. I love a heart for slavery. And I said to her, and she says, well, I'm thinking about becoming a Tory or something of a government. I didn't quite catch what she said. I'm a little bit deaf in this side. I would think I'm deaf on both sides, but that's from the Indian side. That is just the side I think that I am going deaf on. And I, and I said, listen, I, I can't agree with what stuff's going on in Rwanda at the moment. That's just my personal opinion. I, I, I think. That's the way we need to treat people, I say. Treat people with their lives. Treat people. A human being is a human being. God loves them. And we need not to sit on the back fence, but we need to be people who tell that God loves them. So let's get back to what we say this before we come into this Matthew 28. I believe these verses are important, not just for the time written, but for the encouragement for the future. You see, some people believe this psalm was written when the Jews came back from Babylon. And you notice what they refer to David from the past and his commitment to God. And as they headed back to Jerusalem, it was a difficult time for the Jews. Their temple was no longer in existence. It would have been absolutely grounded by Nebuchadnezzar. He had murdered thousands of them. He had taken away all the good people like Daniel and Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego. Jeremiah and people like that had gone. He left only the poor people, those who were useless and as far as he was concerned, not worth bothering with. And here for 70 years this beautiful place called Jerusalem made desolate. And as the people were going back, they were remembering this song. They were remembering David's commitment. I'm not going home. I'm not going to bed. I'm not going to sleep. I'm not taking time until I build a home. And as these people came back, that was exactly the encouragement they needed. That they needed too, to rebuild Jerusalem. To rebuild the land. It was different times. It was 70 years had gone on. But the vision remained the same. We need to rebuild Jerusalem. Cast forward, thousands of years later on, you know, there's a young man called Stephen. 
and he's been arrested and he stands before the Pharisees and the rulers of his rich day and he's charged about speaking against this temple this temple that they had built where people had worshipped God and he replies by going back even further to David he started to tell them listen true worship where did we first of all do true worship he said we did it in the wilderness where God had built a tabernacle you might call it a tent it was a massive tent where people came and worshipped God it didn't just start in the temple says Stephen it started long ago in the wilderness and for 40 years as they lived in tent they were called the church too and God built a tabernacle a place where God met his people mm. we don't live in tents no, we don't live in tents I'm trying to get my wife to get a mobile home she won't even get a mobile home so there's no way I'm going to get into a tent but we don't live in tents it's a different time but the vision remains the same we need to build something here for God and God made it clear to the people in the tabernacle day. The vision was clear from God to Moses. This is how I want you to build it. Clear instructions on how not to build it. And we have a clear mandate from God. A very clear mandate. Go you into all the world and tell the good news about Jesus. That's your mandate. That's your mission. Baptize in them. I'll tell you a little story from the... Uh, where were we yesterday? Uh, in the park yesterday. And she said to me, this lady, she said, I love Jesus. She said, I'm a follower of Jesus since I was 14. I said, oh, that's lovely. That's really, really lovely. Just as a park. And we got on talking. And um, I'm not sure where she worked for that day. I think she said the church, but I'm not sure. And I said to her about Patterson. I don't know how it came. I don't know how it came, whether she meant it or I meant she did. I said to her, so you've been fully immersed then. You've been kept under for a minute or so and drawn back out. <coughs> no. So the Bible says to me, go into all the world, tell the good news of baptizing them in the name of the Father. She said, well, you need to be baptized then. I said, yeah. She said, what are you doing? I said, definitely. <laughs> so we may be going to do a baptism. Now she's not going to come to this church. But that was the mandate. Was it? Go into all the world and make sure they come to Edmonton even where they'll be baptized and stay. No, no, let's go into all the world and make disciples baptizing them. And she's so excited this lady because, you know, she says, I have had a sprinkle on your head. I said, no, that's no good. I've got to put you under water for a few moments. I've got to wait until the bubbles come up and then I can pull you back out just at the right time for Kevin to lead that chorus up from the grave of the You know, resurrection. Oh no, we don't do that now, do we? What, what do we do now? We don't do it from the grave. Congratulations. The greatest day in history. And that's what we do now. So, because you see, it's different times, isn't it? You see, you saddled up for my mum, but she would have put you in it. It had to be up from the grave she arose for my mum. That was it. Different times, but it's the same vision now, isn't it? Same song, isn't it? The same thing. Oh, we're going to get excited as that as that be. Because the second thing that God said to these people, we haven't started the sermon yet, but we're just going to do a few more. Just 
The second thing Stephen said, not only was the whole place to be a worship to God, but this was important. He said this, the people had a heart and gave generously. Moses went out to the people and said, we've got to build this tabernacle. But it's going to take time. It's going to take talent. And I'm sorry, get ready for it. It's going to take time. Wow. Different times, same vision. They didn't bring their Barclay card. They brought... Mary knows she was around. They brought... They brought... Everything that was needed so they could stitch up in the temple. Anna, you, you would have been assigned some thread and some needle. Okay, you would have been working on the temple, hitting the tent pegs here. We'd all be doing something. In other words, God said, I've got this great vision for the church, but I can't do it unless the people have got a heart to give. And I know people hate it when we talk about money. But it's part of worship. It's not part of it. It's part of worship. It's part of worship. Your time is. I mean, Mandy came here very early, and so many of you on this room here yesterday gave up the Saturday. We gave up our Saturday. But I'll tell you something God will honor that. Because we make contacts. We, we, we weren't there to preach John 3.16. Let me give you another illustration from the coffee thing. We all came back and coffee. Uh, what's been around about? I can't remember what time it was, but we all had, had a coffee after the tents had been gone up. And, and uh, one person said, Well, give us some, some feedback for what could we do better? What? No, and this guy said, I've just had a tremendous day. One of the organisers. He said, But do you know what I've loved most? I've loved the fact that you, Pastor, and your church are so involved with us. I just thought, wow. He said, it's great to know that on a Tuesday we come and have coffee, coffee connection, but that you're involved in the community in which we want to be involved in. And he just said, uh, I just want to say, I think that's a big success. And I thought, you know, it is. We haven't preached the gospel. We've shown the gospel. I took another guy home, another one of the leaders I took home in the car. And took them up and they did an orphanage road in this. We were, we, were, we were driving up Chester Road. He just said, you know something? I said, what's that? He said, you know today, I think we've expressed God's love today to the community. Mm. And then we got talking and he's just moved from certain and he's, he's just joined, I think he's joined the church. But he just says, I think we've expressed God's love today. I want to encourage you, it's not about going down this maze with the Bible. John 3, 16. It's not. And if you're upset, I'm saying that, I can't help you. Because God talked to a woman at the well. And he talked to other people. And all he said to this woman at the well is, listen, I've got something I'd like to give you. And that's it, man. I want to tell most of the people that we're going to come in contact, are you sorry, I'm history, coming into contact is this, they probably don't even know the first page in the Bible. We have different times. The vision's the same, but I go into schools all the time. People just don't know, 
Jesus. Mm. They don't know the Bible. Can you remember those days when you lived in a home and you, Vernon will definitely remember because he's married when they had these big Bibles. You needed, you needed a JCB to open the thing. Do you remember those big, big Bibles? But most people had a Bible, didn't they? Most people had a Bible. We live in a world that is different. The culture is different. Society is different. We've been told lots of stuff now that are just alien to us. But the message remains the same. It's how we get the message. Let me go back to my Bible study. So I take facts and then I look at the facts and say, well, how can I, how can I operate in the facts that I've just read? How can I do it? Because it's different, different to when I, even 10 years ago or 15 years ago, and thirdly, the thing before we start this up soon, the vision was clear by God. The second one, the people had a heart to give time, talent, and time. And the third thing, the work was anointed by God. And I want to tell you something everything you do for Jesus is anointed because God is in you, working through you. I want you to be encouraged this morning that every time you open your mouth or you do a kind act for someone, God is working in us and through us. When we are prepared just to give God everything that we can give Him. David says, I'm not going to bed. I'm not going to rest. I've got a mission. I've got something that I desperately need to do. And I love Jeff, not Jeff Lucas, I do love Jeff Lucas. Uh, Andy Stanley, we're going to finish with an Andy Stanley quote, so get ready for the Andy Stanley quote. It's not yet, but get ready for it. You see, David did not deter from doing what God said, even when God said, you cannot build me my temple. So David said, okay, what's the second thing I can do? God said, you can go and get all the material if you want. Sometimes God doesn't allow us to do what we want to do. But that didn't stop David. David didn't go and sold and say, okay, well, do you love get on with it? David gave up his money. David went around getting articles for the temple. He, he said to his son, Solomon, I prepared even the singers. He even had got the singers ready for the worship in the temple. He had the musicians ready. He had the second song, I've got everything there. Musician songs, building materials, the Lord, get on with it. I may not be able to build it, but I can contribute towards it. And at the end of the day, when I go away from here, I'm going to hopefully be able to say, I contributed something. I may not have built a great thing, but I may have contributed to the kingdom of God. And that's what God asks you to do, to contribute into his kingdom this morning. Go into all the world, tell them the good news, baptizing them, and getting them to do whatever Jesus has commanded you. That's why we made our Bibles and that's why we pray. That's the only way you know what Jesus is going to do. That's the time to bring the Bible. And if only we could live up today as a church. Because one girl said to me, wrong part, are you going to start missing church again? Please, my family loved it. And I said, well, I'll take that on board, but really won't be my decision. And I had so many requests yesterday as I just walked around, because people still know us. But I'm not going to tell you now, 
I'm over. I'm not going to tell you how to build the kingdom of God. You need to build the kingdom of God here with your new vision and your new strategy, whatever you believe it is. But you need to build. I'm sorry, but I really truly do believe now that the pandemic, as far as I'm concerned, it's run its course. We must move forward in our lives. We must put this to bed because in the end of the day, it's here, isn't it? And we either stay away from church, or we stay away from God's calling, or we say that, listen, we now have to move on and live with it. I'm not, no, I'm sorry, I'm just trying to say that we've now got to, I believe, starting in September for you, but not for me, but for you in September, I believe you need to start now looking again, is how can you build the kingdom of God in this And I believe God's got a vision for us. I really do. I don't believe anybody's here this morning. I'm a coincidence. I believe you're here because God's called you here today. I believe that every one of you have got a calling from God. I believe the leadership and leaders of God and do whatever God is, wants this church. I don't know whether it's a church will start. I said I don't know whether it's and Toddlers will start. Because as soon as I mentioned to Christine, of course, it was going to start. And I just thought, whoa, 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 whoa. You burn yourself out, young lady. There is a lot of work to do. Eunice men, you know, if you did stop Tots and Toddlers, which I heard so many people asking, my advice would be go and see Eunice and spend a bit of time with her and she can explain things to you. Because that lady brought me as she just was ended. Jocks and Thomas for so many successful years. We had a talk with her, her season's over. Well, I'm sure she would help to, to give you the advice you need. Now, I'm not saying go and do Tots and Toddlers. I'm telling you what I heard in this faith yesterday. And I just found in my heart what God was saying, you know, it's time. It's time. The pandemic is here. It's time. But it's time to start again the good news of Jesus. How is a church going to be brilliant? And I'm going to go into schools and I will just give whoever the next ministry, I'll give him and I will ask him if he wants to come in the school. Uh, uh, I'm quite happy to step even step down from being the chairman of the governors of schools if this person wants to come and take over so that the church can be fully inaugurated into the school as a community. So many kids recognised this yesterday. But I'm telling the good news. The good news is that I just love them. They know my name. We talk, we chat, we be as normal people expressing the desire of the Lord. I am going to finish time. But the vision is clear. Different times, the same message. The same vision. And I want to conclude with one word that I think is so important. And it's the word therefore. And whenever you read your Bible, you should stop it two words. One, one is but, and the second is therefore. Always stop when you come to the word but, because God's always generally got something really specific to say. And always stop at the word therefore to find out what it is there for. Seriously. And you know what Jesus said? This is why we use the word therefore. He said, I have been given all power and all authority. Therefore, go to God. What's my mandate? Jesus has got all power. And he's got all authority. 
That's all I need. I'm commissioned by the one who knows all things, is all things. And because he says, God the Father has given me now all power and all authority, since God has raised me from the dead, since I have paid the price for sin, God has said to me, I am giving you, son, all power, all authority, and that's all you need as a church. You have the rubber stamp from God. Go, you therefore. And people say, well, why are you telling people the good news? You can tell them because... God commissioned me to do it. I have all power and authority over all the earth. Therefore, go and tell the good news. That's all you need, Nick. That's your commission. You've got the one who has got more power than anyone else. Linda came off for prayer this morning. Why? Because you believe he has all the power. And we don't want to sing songs. We are finishing. And we don't want to sing songs because the songs. Is he doing a little so great? Is there no one greater than him? Is it a song or is it an actual meaning? Do we actually believe that Jesus has all power and authority? Do we? Yes. Or go therefore into all the world and tell the gospel. Yes, That's what he said. It has made it complicated. How you do that is the complication. How you tell the good news is different from each generation to each generation. But you need to give a heart generously to this church. And I'm not talking about money. I'm talking about the three things. You'll need to give a heart of time and your talent and your time. I want to finish with this, Elizabeth Elliot. Worship is not an experience. Worship is an act, and this takes discipline. Elizabeth Elliot, <coughs> and everyone knows, or should know, her husband's favourite saying: "He is no fool, like an old who gives up what he cannot keep to gain that which he cannot lose." Now, lovely, they got into an aeroplane. They stepped out of the aeroplane and they were speared to death. Some might say, well, what on earth was that all about? Years later, Elizabeth Elliot was asked to go back to the same place. And the people who speared their husbands to death came to know Jesus. <laughs> Elizabeth, I have all power over heaven and on earth. Go there. Get me a book. Tell the good news. Why? Because Jesus has all power mm. and all authority. I want to end, and I hope I end my, my time here with this. This is it, mate. We finished. Get ready. Will success be for me building a massive church? Because if it is, it's a failure. In a what is success going to be for me? What's success going to be for me? And I hope it is that I was willing to do what God has called me to do. And if the only guaranteed outcome is the satisfaction of knowing that I any loss 
did what God has called me to do as your pastor. That's it. I need the rest to come. Go therefore and tell the good news because your Savior has all power and all authority.